plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins, and welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, here to give you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And you can find me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. And remember, if you're a fan of the podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating and review. And for your national news and coverage of the NFL, check out Matt Williamson's Locked On NFL podcast. And for your local team coverage, check out the entire Locked On Sports podcast catalog. All right, so let's get into some news today as training camp takes a break with the players having a day off. I want to talk a little bit more about yesterday's training camp and what happened with uh, Jay Ajayi and the concussion or the potential concussion that he suffered from the hit from TJ McDonald. There's a lot of stuff going around Twitter and and you know the beat writers are sharing this stuff and and fans as well talking about the intensity of practice and whether or not it's necessary for the team to hit in full pads the way they did. Now, there's two sides of the coin, and I'll let you decide which one you want to be on because it's really polarizing figures when you think about it. The one side says, here we are in a league that is facing a potential epidemic in terms of having, I don't know, maybe a world without football if the concussion stuff continues and CTE continues to become a bigger and bigger problem as former players are just having a heck of a time uh, dealing with life after football. And that recent study that said that 110 out of 111 brains that were examined for CTE of former players were confirmed to have CTE. So it's not a good look from that front that teams are out there hitting and, and you know whacking their own players. But then again, I recall a playoff game last year where the Dolphins could not tackle Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell to save their life. So the reduction in physical padded practices is such a double-edged sword because, like I mentioned, the the concussion protocol and all that stuff that is really, really costing the league at this point in time. But then also teams are taking full advantage of these limited practices they have in order to try to prepare their team for a season because in a little over a month, the Dolphins are going to kick off the regular season and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't going to care one way or the other whether or not they're ready to hit. They're going to hit them right in the mouth. So you got to get prepared for the season. 
And whether or not that means hitting in practice or preseason games, you know, you got to do it at some point. So for me, I think that you can dial it back a little bit. I mean, we don't really need to find out how physical a runner Jay Ajayi is. I think he proved that last year leading the NFL in yards after contact as well as broken tackles per carry or on an average basis. So Jay Ajayi is who he is. Um, the reports were that he was taking shots left and right throughout practice yesterday. I don't know that that's a good idea. I mean, perhaps it's more of a test for the defense. Like I mentioned, his his yards after contact and broken tackle statistics show that he's one of the toughest guys to bring down. So maybe if they are thinking that he can, the Dolphins defense can tackle him, they can tackle anybody in the league. So from that standpoint, I get it. But there was a report about Jay Ajayi lowering his shoulder onto Lawrence Timmons. And he bowled over Timmons, knocked his helmet off, and kept on rumbling. So Ajayi, obviously, in midseason form, running like the beast that he is, and Lawrence Timmons uh, getting a, a little bit of a, a refresher from the October beatdown that he got when Ajayi went for 200 yards in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's kind of a, a tough situation for the Dolphins right now. We'll see what happens with Jay. I imagine he'll be fine and ready to go. You know, I doubt he gets any carries in the first preseason game just because you kind of want to conserve that guy a little bit and you're going to expect him to get 300-plus carries this year and, and really and really shoulder the load from the Dolphins' running back standpoint. So maybe he gets lessened back a little bit and they start hitting some of the lesser guys on the on the roster, some of the lower-level running backs that we'll uh, get to here later in the show. So, uh, you know, those tougher practices really take their toll on the team at this point in the season, but it's good for them. And I think that that's something that they can really benefit from. And, and, and the guy that hit Jay TJ McDonald comes over from the Los Angeles Rams. We talked about him in yesterday's show and kind of the physical mentality and alpha dog type of personality that he has. And, and he's going to he's gonna bring it every single play. You know, this is a guy that he's going to miss eight games, so I'm sure he's getting the most out of his contact drills right now. He's got to get ready for the season somehow, and he's going to have a long time away from the game. So he has to be prepared to come back and play at a level commensurate with what he's used to playing, and that's going to be really difficult to do after an eight-game layoff and about a two-month, two-and-a-half-month layoff once the team breaks camp. So TJ McDonald um, getting his his licks in early. I think the Dolphins should be pretty excited about what they have at safety with Rashad Jones and TJ back there. So uh, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's moving forward today. Um, speaking of Jay Ajayi, I, I currently have a piece up on my website, thirdand10.com, talking about Ajayi's breakout season. I went ahead and clipped some GIFs together of some of his big runs and kind of the scheme the Dolphins adapted. And you'll notice that Adam Gaze last year, he he really did a great job of adapting his scheme to his players. And that's one of the, the best compliments you can give a head coach. I mean, Bill Belichick is kind of a master of adapting his scheme on a week-to-week basis. And that's something that the Dolphins did with the running scheme. And I, I kind of detailed that in the piece, showing some of maybe the power runs or the inside zone runs they ran early in the season. And then they really went to the stretch runs and the zone, uh, the outside zone runs once Ajayi got onto the field every single down or just about every down in the backfield. And they kind of stole that from the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s Indianapolis Colts when they had Tom Moore running that offense. And a disciple of the Tom Moore tree was Clyde Christensen, who is currently the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. And Adam Gaze is number two guy. And they ran that stretch zone play with Edger and James to perfection and and keeping teams in nickel defenses and running that play. That's kind of what the NFL is today. And nickel defense is your base defense. And you get that, uh, that defense spread horizontally across the field, stretch him from sideline to sideline, and then you have a physical back like a Jai picking his hole, making one cut and pounding it up in there. And that's kind of similar to what Edger and James did in Indianapolis. And it's just kind of fun to see Adam Gaze. You know, it's, it seems obvious to the to the logical person that you would hire a staff to help you make these decisions and help give you more 
perspective on how to better coach this football team. But we've seen guys here in the past that were very reluctant to do things anyone else's way. I mean, Nick Saban was that way. Uh, Joe Philbin was a pretty stubborn guy, even though he was rather milquetoast on the surface. So it's nice to see a guy that, that puts guys in position to do their job, and then he heeds that advice from those guys. So good on Adam Gase for that. Good on the running game, and that's going to be a big piece of the Dolphins' offense. Again, check out that piece on 3rdand10.com. I even grabbed some grainy gifs off of YouTube of Edger and James running back in the day. So if you're a fan of football in general, you'll enjoy that as well. Alrighty, so let's get into the next training camp segment preview or preview segment here as we're going to look at the running backs and offensive line talking about Jay Ajayi. I talked a little bit about the quarterbacks yesterday, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Moore, and all those fellows, but uh, you know, this is going to be a little bit longer one. We got some reserves to get into too real quick. Let's get right into the running backs. Uh, Davion Smith starts the the uh, training camp on the PUP. He's a Michigan rookie. Looked pretty good in the senior bowl. Probably not going to get a lot of action since he's down right now. Um and not activated. Sonoris Perry, another guy that's probably a camp body. Uh, not much to write home about there. Number 34. Number 27, Storm Johnson, is a guy that has been around the block a little bit from practice squad to practice squad and hasn't really made his impact. So the three guys that you're really going to see make an impact on the roster this year, obviously Jay Ajayi is the starter, and then Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams are the two guys that will compete for that backup role. And for my money, I prefer Kenyon Drake. I think that he was more explosive in college. Obviously, he had the kind of big pedigree coming from Alabama. Had some injury issues. More of a slight, thin type of running back that can be a scat back for you. But he provides a lot of explosion and some good decision making. If you'll recall that game in Cleveland, uh, week three, the Dolphins' first win last year before Jay Ajayi became Jay Ajayi, Kenyon Drake was the one getting the early carries in that game. And he was slicing the Browns up for seven, eight yards of pop on that first drive and looking really good there. Damian Williams is a very valuable piece of this roster. He is a special teams dynamo, and he offers a lot of good mismatches in the passing game, and he's, as well as pass protection. He's a very good player in that regard. So he definitely has a spot on this roster, but as a runner, he's too hesitant, doesn't really get upfield very quickly, not a great zone scheme fit in regards to making quick decisions. So I think that for my money, I would go with Drake as the spellback, and then Williams is kind of the specialist, and then just feed Jay Ajayi until he can't run anymore and hopefully not getting any more concussions. <clears throat> Excuse me. For the offensive line, there there's going to be some battles there. I think that's probably the starting positions that you're going to have the most fluidity in in terms of not really sure what's going to happen or maybe some possible changes in season. Uh, we all know about the left tackle, Laramie Tunzel. He's your starting left tackle. He's got the best feet in the game. As a left tackle, in my opinion, he just moves so well. And the two games he played at left tackle this year was, I think, his best games on tape. That Cincinnati game, he was he was shutting out pretty much the entire game, uh, the combination of Carlos Dunlap and Michael Johnson. So good job on uh, on finding a, uh, <laughs> a brick wall of a left tackle by this, this front office last year. The left guard is probably going to be either, it depends on what happens with Mike Pouncey. Um, we have Craig Urbick as well as Ted Larson battling for that spot. I think Urbeck had some good games last year, but also some moments where it's kind of just a veteran body out there that's not, not capable of very much. Ted Larson's more suited for a, a backup center role, I think. And so Mike Pouncey, you know, he's really the linchpin here and the kind of the domino that has to fall. The reports are that he's been healthy, that he's looking good. So hopefully that's accurate. Hopefully that's true, and we can actually move forward with Mike Pouncey. As the starting center, I'm not really sure what will happen with him. I've not had a lot of confidence in him over the course of the offseason or even last season in general. Just that that nagging hip injury is something to really keep an eye on. So he's back as well, but 
We'll see how his health goes. The right guard is going to be Jermon Bushrod. I don't think there's going to be any question about that. He played through a, a separated shoulder last year, his first season playing inside. This is a guy that's a former all-pro out, uh, tackle in the league with the Saints and uh, some time with the Bears as well. He's had his struggles. He had his struggles last year, but he also had some pretty big blocks, including that great combo block where he double-teamed the point of attack and then got out in front on the big Jay Ajayi run in the first Buffalo game that got him out of the shadow of their own goalposts. So he's a good player, and I think that his health will will make him more of the player that he is rather than the one we saw last year that struggled at times. The right tackle, again, Juwan James, kind of a the much maligned Juwan James. Almost, or He was, in fact, benched last year in that same Cleveland game that I mentioned Kenyon Drake in. Uh, for a pretty poor performance, but he really came on late at the end of the season and played very well. I think that he's getting his, you know, he kind of got comfortable in Adam Gaze's scheme, and it's more of a a punch pass protection type of style where they're just going to get a punch and and get their depth and a good drop step. And that's something that he does a pretty good job of doing with this quick strike offense. And then you got a list of names of guys that are really just competing for jobs. I suppose Uh, Sam Young, he was a pretty good swing tackle for the Dolphins last year. He should have a spot on the roster. I can't see a way they they let him go. The Terry Poole kid that came over uh, in free agency this year, he's an interesting name as well to keep an eye on. Um, you still have Anthony Steen last year, really struggled with a lot of things, got kind of forced into the lineup as a rookie, wasn't expecting that. First time playing center, he even mentioned that it, he thought that was a joke when asking him to play center, so he's kind of iffy in that position. And you got a list of names. Uh, Isaac Asiata hopefully gets his you know the mental aspect of the game down a little better than we have heard about lately. Apparently he's struggling with a lot of stuff and, and struggling with some of those beefy interior linemen the Dolphins have on the other side and Dominican Sue and Jordan Phillips as well. So the rookie has some seasoning. I don't imagine he'll start the year as a starter, but I think come you know December he'll probably be a starting guard for this team or you hope that he is. And then a bunch of names. Jake Brendel is a center. Jesse Davis is a tackle. Eric Smith is a tackle, and he was a he was one of the undrafted guys they they liked as well. So <clears throat> some names there that you know you're gonna watch out for these guys in camp. And I think as a whole, the group is improved from last year just because of continuity. I mentioned this in the last episode yesterday. Uh, th- you know, this is a group that has to get better in the running game in terms of assignments and and not making so many mental mistakes. They really struggled in that department last year, but I think it'll be better in the zone scheme in year two just with more continuity and entire offseason working with these guys, kind of with some tape behind them to go off of and learn from. So I think that running game will get better. I think the pass protection will be just fine because of the way this offense is built. The guard position, a little bit overblown in terms of the worry just because of, you know, the lack of names there, I suppose. But uh, that's that's the running backs and offensive line. I think you're going to be okay at most of the positions with a couple of worries at guard. But like I said, that's a, that's a position in the scheme that is very devalued based upon the concepts of this offense. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast, the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. Remember to, to subscribe to the show. Give us a five-star rating and a review. Check out the Lockdown Heat podcast for all your NBA and, and local Miami Heat coverage, the Lockdown NFL podcast, and all of the Lockdown Sports Network uh, podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at WingfoldNFL. Uh, have a great rest of your day, and fins up. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.